Hello, students. Welcome to Answers to Gospel Questions. It's Wednesday, February 8th, and you're listening with Brother Lawson and Brother Wing. Brother Wing, good to see you today. How you doing? Oh, just fantastic. That's excellent. Hey, did you hear the big news that happened that broke last week that uh, you ever hear of? Uh, I know that you, you and your family like to listen to rap music, but you've heard of... Um, Young boy never broke again. NBA young boy. I have heard of him now. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, you have. Yeah. So I had not heard of him until last week, even though, from what I understand, he's like the third most listened to or streamed artist on uh, on Spotify. But he's been taking the missionary discussions. And so far, he plans on getting baptized. What do you think about that? I wonder how he was introduced to the church. They I think it, well, he lives in he lives in Utah, and um, I think he said that missionaries would walk by his house, and he would always, you know, they'd knock on his door, and he would. But this, you know, he's had some run-ins with the law. He currently is on probation for some stuff, and he's got an ankle bracelet on. And this time, the missionaries came by and they let him in, and um, he was actually kind of profoundly affected by the book of mormon and even one of his latest songs he quotes uh alma 36 in his uh in his songs he also has a few other words in there that you don't think would go along with alma 36 but i mean he's he seems like he's progressing uh (laughs) he's progressing along the way and and you kind of like to see that because I mean, there's, I guess, a couple ways to look at that. Some members might think, oh, that's so cool. Like, there's a famous person that's going to join our church. I'm kind of more concerned about this guy, like this, I don't know what his name is, this uh, brother, young boy, brother, boy, brother, never broke again, whatever his, whatever his name is. I, you know, I'm, it's a, it's an adjustment. He's going to go through a big adjustment, kind of like, uh, you remember Alma and the Sons of Mosiah? That was kind of a big adjustment that they had to go through when they when they were uh, converted back to you know converted to the church and they went from fighting against the church to to coming back in and so hopefully he's in a I mean he's going to be an institute student brother brother broke again he's a YSA and so we, maybe we ought to get him listening to our podcast maybe we'll see if we can get him on uh, as a guest on our podcast sometime oh yeah that would be fantastic yeah that's a I'd have to brush up on my on my rapping. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. So the reason one of the reasons why I brought this up, Brother Wing, and we'll see if we can make a tie-in here, is today we're going to talk a little bit about a somewhat I guess this is somewhat of a controversial uh story in the New Testament. It's a story about when Jesus with a scourge cleanses the temple and drives out money changers or or people that um that are desecrating the house of the Lord. And um, these are, these are people that don't, that don't appreciate the sacredness. They haven't, they're not working towards understanding the sacredness of, of the temple or of the gospel. And so Jesus takes matters literally into his own, own hands. I think as members of the church, it's important to identify when it is that we need to be defending the sacred and when it is that we need to understand that the people are sincerely trying to make changes and maybe doing the the best they can 
Um, and, and that will elicit two different, that might elicit two different responses. So let's talk about this response that Jesus offers at the beginning of John uh, or John chapter two, where he drives these money changers out of the temple with a scourge or a whip, right? Brother Wing, what can we learn from, from Jesus's actions here? Yeah, it seems it seems out of the ordinary because it's assertive, it's aggressive, it's it's uh, even angry, you know. And <clears throat> I think one thing that we can recognize is first we kind of get the context here. So these are these are people who are kind of abusing the poor, taking advantage of the situation so that they can make profit off of poor people traveling in to be with God, to worship God, and then they know that they want this, and yet they're going to kind of take advantage of the situation to drive up prices and, uh, and, uh, and use them in such a way that um, makes it to where you feel like uh, these are not really good people that even care about temple worship. And yet they're, they, they're God is their money, it seems. And, and so this is not the place for this. Um, I mean, certainly there's not a place anywhere for this, especially in the temple. And so therefore you kind of see like, yeah, somebody's got to do something here, you know, like to, to purify this location and protect uh, the innocent. And so Jesus does that. And, and he's, he drives them out. He says he poured out the changers money and overthrew the tables. This, I mean, this is kind of a pretty wild scene Yeah, to, to recognize this. And, um, and he, Jesus refers to this as my father's house, like, you know, and all right. So I guess my thought here um, on this would be that Jesus is showing us an example of when assertive, aggressive action would be necessary or -hmm. required. And here we see that there is, and he, he obviously acts in a very deliberate, purposeful way throughout his ministry. We just don't normally see this type of of, uh, you know, physical aggression. So when is physical aggression appropriate or required? And maybe the answer to that is when you're defending the sacred. And I think in this case, he's defending the sacredness of his, of the temple. And because of the situation of these wicked people that it required some assertive, uh, bold action, uh, on his part. And so, that we could start to then think of scenarios in our lives where there are there's bold action required, you know, to to protect and defend. Maybe we're maybe it's to protect children who are being attacked, or maybe it's you know you can think of of uh, someone you know isolated and then someone's attacking them, you know, and they're gonna to attack their body in some way, and that would require some very assertive action to to protect and defend. Uh, the sacred. You can even think about your own mind that it's worth very bold action to drive out in, impure thoughts out of your own mind. That the consequences of that are so destructive that let's take you know. So it might not look like anger on the outside, but it but it is very very bold, aggressive action to get rid of those things and drive them out. And there are plenty of other scenarios, but defending the sacred might be the point here. So I think maybe practically speaking, one of the th- the steps we might take is number one, identify what is sacred. 
right? Well, we know the temple is sacred. You mentioned things like our bodies are sacred. Identify what's sacred, and then it'll help you make those bold moves, uh, sometimes physical moves to keep those things or to protect the sacredness of those things. So uh, you mentioned your mind. Your mind is sacred, and um, but there's images and there's words and there's all types of things that try to desecrate or desacretize. How about that word? Uh, you're, uh, and so you might need to take some bold moves. It might be, uh, it might be a bold move as unfollowing someone who you love to follow on Facebook uh, or on uh, on Instagram because they are not defending the sacred. And so one simple way you might defend sacred things is by by monitoring the content that you are that you are allowing into into your mind um also your actions towards others maybe someone you're dating or uh or someone that uh that you minister to what do you do to uh to defend the sacred there so i think one of the one of the ways to defend the sacred as well is to fortify uh, the things that are already sacred. And so it's interesting, this this event takes place at the beginning of John. In the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, this event uh, or another event like it takes place during the right at the end of Jesus's uh, ministry. And so it could be that Jesus did this twice, that he cleansed the, tinsel, the temple twice. It was It was a sacred place, and he wanted to ensure that it stayed sacred. Yeah, I love that um, idea that maybe even with the repetition of it, that there is this way that we can truly um, honor what's there and identify what's sacred and then kind of start to set up some boundaries, you know, and then, okay, this, this boundary has been breached in some way, something needs to be done now. And so that we, we would get um, assertive that way. I think there's lots of ways that we can ponder on this and think about it. And um, I think of Elder Bednar's statement when he said, I'm paraphrasing this, but if he said, if, if anything or anything you see or watch or do offends the spirit, you know, then don't do that thing you know, anymore. <laughs> I mean, he said it a better oh, way. But... Very profound. Yeah. <laughs> and um, maybe that's, a, that's, that's where we could start is just kind of like go throughout our day and recognize that moment when we we feel like we lose the spirit um, from our lives now. Okay. Let's be aggressive mm-hmm. about correcting that, that choice and let that be the notable thing of our day when the spirit's lost, because we know that through our covenants that we can have the Holy ghost to be with us always as we remember the savior always. Yeah. I was remembering just you saying that reminded me of a statement made by um President Oaks talking about the sacredness of sacrament meeting is oftentimes infiltrated by a cell phone. And so simply putting your cell phone away during a sacrament meeting is a is a physical way that you can defend the sacredness of something. So there's lots of ways. So identify what is sacred and then think about what can I do to defend that to make sure that it stays sacred. Students, thanks for listening to this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. Uh, Remember to share this with anybody else, Uh, even if you thought it was bad, share it with people so that you can talk about how bad it was. But uh, we hope you enjoyed it anyway, and we love your guts, everybody. Stay righteous.